All right, Hanyanas, Delby has just left the building, uh, but I'm here with Dave Callan, who joined us. Hello. Uh, we were uh, we, we talked about a lot of things, from comedy, um, how you went through uh, the whole system from TV through, with Rove to international comedy, and, and uh, yeah, what, what else did we chat about? Was there much? Um, I think we chatted about Game of Thrones for a very <laughs> short <laughs> amount of time. There's a few uh, references there. Yes. Um, but, mate, it was really good to have you on, and, uh, yeah, this is a fucking good episode. Also, side note, um, I should use this opportunity to plug uh, things. Get onto our uh, if you, especially if you're listening right now. If you're on iTunes, you can actually leave a rev- review. So please go onto iTunes and leave a review because it helps our podcast because we're going pretty well. But any review will help. Um, Preferably positive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not any review. No, uh, not, yeah. not a two-star one like we've received before. But, uh, yeah, that's it. Um, who yeah. goes out of the way to review a podcast two stars? Fucking who goes out of the way to review anything, really, actually? But, <laughs> except for our listeners. Go on there. Oh, yeah, and definitely. Do, yeah. do it. So, let's get hard. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> anything Chris White says, please... <laughs> <laughs> Disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Jelby and Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. <laughs> Let's get hard. Mm, right. Classic. Let's get started. Mm. We are here with the one and the only Cameron Branch. <laughs> I'm, I'm very pleased to be here. Yeah. <laughs> now, David, very, uh, very uh, pleased. David or Dave? Dave, yeah. We're very pleased to have you on. How are you, mate? Good. I'm amazing. Yeah. I'm having a great old day. This isn't your first time on. Mm. No, I did a sneaky appearance. Yeah. Yes, before on, we yeah. knew each other. In the, Christ- yeah. In the yeah. Christmas special. Yeah, that was great. With I, Janelle. I jumped on. <laughs> <laughs> that was, it, was, it was it was bedlam. It was really a fun night. It was like because you know there was that Christmas feeling. You know yeah. that Christmas feeling yeah. where it's not it's not quite time for the day when you're disappointed by all the presents. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and it's and you, you're not quite overweight yet. Yeah, everyone's happy. Yeah, I think the anticipation of Christmas is much better. And what a great uh, vibe to capture for a podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's like foreplay. Yeah. It was it's Christmas it was, foreplay. Uh, anyone who listened yeah. to that episode knows I was fucking. And the mortal. Oh, really? Yeah. I um, didn't know you, so I don't know no. that I couldn't. I didn't know. No, I <laughs> you just thought you were a fuckwit. <laughs> you're just some <laughs> dickhead speaking on the mic. Yeah, I, no. I just thought you knocked stuff over all the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a, it was good fun vibe, and I think we're going to do something similar this year. Probably not at the Comedy yeah. Lounge, as they're uh, not our sponsor anymore. Yeah. We'll have it here. Um, yeah, in, in the yeah, studio. Just get like. 10 or so guests yeah. filter through and have a few drinks so oh, be you'll be invited to yeah. that of course yeah. that'd be nuts I'll I'll wear a party hat yeah. <laughs> I'm not I'm not going to tell you whereabouts but that's, that's all I'll be oh, wearing yeah. that's a bit of a foreplay for me yeah. <laughs> get around it you didn't you weren't happy about the, uh, the Chris, two the Christmas two stocking <laughs> Christmas stocking <laughs> about there being too many uh, names in Perth where they got different uh, two op- Dave Callens yeah two Dave Callens yeah. Who yeah. Was, uh, two mm. Dave Hughes yeah, two Dave Hughes, um, John Pinder. Uh, yes. There was another one, and he he kind of he he basically invented the comedy festival in Melbourne in the eighties. Really? Mm. Yeah, he passed away um, sadly, I think, about five years ago. Otherwise, it'd be two of them as well wow, in the comedy I was industry. Say, when, did, yeah. when did John start comedy? Five years ago. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just taking the. Oh. You know, who was successful so he, so at he Melbourne the, Comedy Festival? So he stole the crow bit and, and the, the name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. I've never seen them in the same room at the same time. Oh. 
that's a conspiracy. Yeah, it is. Yeah, dive into that on Halloween. So, um, <laughs> other than the fake news of uh, of a Dave Callan, there's another Dave Callan. Have you heard had any rumours about yourself that? Mm. Yeah, you know. Yeah, nothing juicy. I'm sorry to report. That's, that's but, okay. But um, I. Um, <laughs> You know the way people can um, just adjust your Wikipedia page? They can, anyone can just get on and just go, hey. Well, we don't know yet, but somebody with your following, yeah? Mm. Some, somebody, and I, I'd love to know who it is, not because I'm angry, but because yeah. it's awesome, yeah. decided to write that I won in 1997 a Latin American Grammy. <laughs> it was the most perfectly random thing. How do you edit Wikipedia? I'm in social media and I don't know how to do it. Yeah, that. I don't know. I'm gonna, That's great. I'm going to What did they say what it was called what what it was for like? Nope. <laughs> no, they didn't. They just that's all. Just Yeah, and well, they, they even tagged in Latin American Grammys in like in blue. I think that's how it got taken down cuz somebody else came along and went, "No, that's not true." Yeah, yeah. Uh, but now if I do win one, um I can uh, I can then check put, it on. put it back up there, but um anyone can edit it and then anyone can take it down. But what sort of boring idiot takes that down? It's yeah. great. Yeah, it's amazing. It. I feel yeah. like it's um, it could happen now that you've got your dance moves. Oh yeah, and oh. you're moving towards some of that Latin American. Yeah, suave. Yeah, a little bit. You're the most flexible comedian I've ever seen. It's it's very deceptive. I I just injure myself every night. I'm not actually that flexible. Micro tears in the hamstring. Oh yeah, does that take a lot of a lot of hours? I see you on your story sometimes. You're always practicing with the girls. Yeah, it's one of those things where um. I'm not a dancer. Like I've n- never, can you tell? I've never been trained as a dancer. Or, that's not my thing. I but, always um, think that. Are we human or are we dancers? Oh, <laughs> I'm not sure. Are we human? <laughs> the killers. Yeah. Um, that was a killer. Hey. Gag. Oh, classic. What a reference. Yeah. So yeah. So you move, you're, you're practicing with your girls. Yeah. So this this website I found called the YouTube and oh, and nice. they, that you, that website will teach you anything and everything you want to you want to learn how to do. And so yeah. Yeah. it all started about ten years ago when I hosted a cabaret show in um, in Latin America. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, there we go. And uh, Mr. and Mrs. Grammy came along and they really liked it. Uh, I I just um, I got asked. Hey, do you want to do a dance at the end of of the show uh, with us, the final number? And I was like, oh, I can't dance. And they're like, We'll teach you, don't worry. And, and I said, uh, well, What's the dance? And it was Single Ladies, the Beyonce yeah. song, which is a great song to dance to on stage because it has choreography all the way through. Yeah, and it's, it's lots of sassy hair flicking and stuff. I have hair. Yeah, and hair um, yeah. and um, it's very incongruous, uh, which is a fancy term for uh, the opposite of what I should be doing. Yeah, um, normally. <laughs> Yeah, so, I can see that. So what was that word? In- uh, incongruous. <laughs> yes. Wow. Yeah. Okay, cool. Word for the day. Word so, of the day. Uh, so um, you needed the thesaurus to listen the to this. Incongruous <laughs> to, to go against the opposite uh, of what normally happens. Yeah, basically most comedy is of built- what you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's it. Most nice. comedy is built on incongruity because, um, uh, like, for example- uh, lolcats, you know, the most ancient of memes is, is incongruity because it's cats doing human things. So they shouldn't really be doing it. Yeah. So it's incongruous. So, yes. so me dancing works in the same way. And so um, uh, the other thing about 
that Beyonce number. The third thing about it that makes it an attractive number to do on stage is it's got all these iconic moves, mm. yes. you know, that, that are recognizable. Very recognizable, yes. People haven't really watched video clips since that song. I mean, yeah, that was yeah. the last big video clip that was iconic, so. Hey, I'm going to yeah. let you finish, but Beyonce <laughs> had the greatest video clip of all time. Of all time. <laughs> oh, that moment. That was just, that was just so cringe. Yeah, right. It was so cringe and so amazing. Like, who does that in the middle of, like he kind of like I think he intercepted the award yeah. I think he's like before you take this award yeah. and like, oh I'm gonna let you finish or like he, he runs the thing the things, it yeah. was so perfectly insensitive and, and, and tone deaf yes. I just loved it oh, yeah. I thought it was just oh. I think that showed Kanye West's like autism yeah, yeah. Like there's genuine like, Asperger's, Asperger's, where his disconnect from reality. Has he been diagnosed? I think I have diagnosed him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I remember he said something on Twitter about realizing he's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got he something. Did oh, say yeah. something. Bi- bipolar. Yeah. I know it's oh, mental yeah. health week. Yeah. We should know uh, better yeah. for Kanye. I can't but, recall. Yeah. I do not recall. I do not recall. I do not recall. But, but I, I think there's a lot of sympathy for him if if um, he, he is um, a person, I'm not sure the correct term anymore, but- um, do people say a person living with autism or some people- On the spectrum? Call themselves yeah, on, on the, the spectrum. spectrum. Yeah. But uh, at the time, it just, because nobody knew yeah. um, and diagnosis wasn't as prevalent, even 10 years ago, people just thought it was ego. Yeah. 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 Which I don't rule out entirely. I think there might be a bit of ego with Kanye 100%. perhaps as well. 100%. It's, it's, hard, to, it's hard to separate, L- but- um, Listeners, we're getting- <laughs> Somebody's on the roof. We've so, got low cats on the roof. Yeah, we've got low- there's, <laughs> Very big ones. Yeah. They're doing uh, renovations to our- like a whole block yeah. with the studio. So if you hear a bit of Yeah, we're not paying for them. Yeah. The person that owns it who's doing renovations <laughs> to the whole the whole unit. Yeah. But, um, Wolfie shouted some renos. Yes. <laughs> so, um, yeah, maybe we talk a little bit about uh, your backstory because we love a good um, hard yarn and a hard yard story. Mm. I think me and you had a chat about this when we got drunk at the Avery um, about <laughs> your uh, journey into comedy and how you got big, because you became a Triple J presenter and pretty much internationally recognised, and that's every comic's dream. Mm. So how did it all start? Uh, With Beyonce or? <laughs> I um, Beyonce was probably the two-thirds mark. Yeah. Yeah, she never approved it, <laughs> by the way. But, um, but uh, thanks anyway, Betty. I owe you one. <laughs> I'll write her a comedy routine one day. Um, so she, um, uh, I, I was um, uh, at uh, ECU yeah. in 1993. Well, that sounds uh, so much older when you say it like that. The year of our Lord, 1993. We navigated by the stars yes. to get to ECU yeah. back then. Uh, no GPS. We had a big book. It wasn't even a unit. It was Aiden Cowart's unit. <laughs> yeah. to- oh, it was. It yeah. was ECU Joondalup, and yeah. it was just like um, a kangaroo and a lake. And uh, <laughs> there was a tavern there. That was the important part. Yeah. And um, yeah. I think there was Building 7 was there at that mm. point. But um, it's all changed now. Have you seen the ECU Joondalup lately? Yeah, it's have massive. You, have you seen, yeah. the, have you seen the, the, the entrance? Yeah, the big archway little... Yeah, the art thing that yeah. got going on. It's got, a, it got all this like wrought iron, yeah, uh, yeah. rusty wrought iron yeah. coming out. It looks like you, you get there and you're like, have I been through a rip, an interdimensional rip? Yeah. <laughs> am I in Edith Cowan Mordor? Yeah. Where the hell <laughs> am I? Yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it does it look looks like that. the Game of Thrones uh, mm. throne. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 it does. That's a good, that's, yeah. that's a good yeah. call. Mm. Edith Cowan Westeros. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to teach you uh, poisoning yeah. and um, stabbing people and anti-vaccinations. Oh yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Are you ba- uh, just side note, Are you back there? Was that yes. just a joke? 
No, I'm back. At uni. I'm back. I, this is probably stupid for the podcast, but- We're going back and um, forth. We're going back I, to the back, starting back. All good. Um, to show something uh, f- uh, physical and visual but on a podcast, but I have to show you these because- Oh, no. <laughs> the I, I might have left one at home anyway, but- it's I had yeah it's 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 back at um it's back at uh, on my table at home but I have a I have a ECU student card that my mum kept oh wow from the year of our lord 1993 <laughs> and it, it's so funny because wow. it's just me like a baby face and I've got short back and sides because I'm fresh out of high school year wow. 12 and I've got no beard and like I showed it to a kid at uni who is straight out of high school I showed it to him and he just looked and goes what happened? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, time. Yeah. yeah. It'll happen to you as well. No, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't say that. I said meth. <laughs> I said it was meth. Not even once. Not even once. We're 1993. How old were we, Delby? I was seven. Seven? Yeah, six. Sorry. Six. So yeah, yeah, I was yeah, seven. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, six years old. Wow. So yeah, I was 17, 18. And so um, I went there and they had a no week thing. And they had a yep. little talent competition. Yeah. And I got up and I did, I did like um, five minutes of material. First time ever? Ever, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And then um, I came second, which is, by the way, if, if you ever enter a competition, coming first is terrible. <laughs> Always come second or third because there's more to achieve. Like yes. you, you fight harder and you work harder. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like Olympic gold medal winners, they, they don't do anything with their lives after that. Yeah. But um, people who come silver go, oh, I'm good. I'm a bit good though. Yeah. I'm not real good yeah. so yeah. I better do something else or get better at this thing so yeah. Yeah. always even even if you do come first have the mentality of a loser <laughs> that's my advice that's good advice that's good yeah. um, but the MC was called David Lenny and he was a comedian here in Perth and he came up to me and he goes hey I'm hosting a comedy show tonight in Northbridge at the Laugh Resort yeah and he goes come and uh, do that five um, and I went uh, oh Probably not a good idea. And he goes, oh, why is that? And I went, well, because that was Ben Elton and Billy Connolly's material. <laughs> and did so, you know? So you knew. I knew it was yeah. bad, but I, I figured out. Oh, we're trying to win a pub voucher or something? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it was I think it was uh, 20 shillings back then, I think. Yeah. Um, so, um, but I said, I will come down and I'll have a look for a couple of weeks and I'll write stuff cool. for a yeah. fortnight, yeah. which I did. And then and then the first week I went down to watch, um, there was a guy called uh, Rove McManus was on. Oh. And like, I walked up the stairs and I'm wearing like a Tasmanian Devil t-shirt because Looney Tunes t-shirts were very much the fashion yeah. in 1993. <laughs> yeah. And I get up the stairs and he's wearing like, he's got... Um, a Daffy Duck silk waistcoat. Oh my God. Which is very much the that's fashion like, of the day. That's 1993 Tinder. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just yeah. You're, you're loony tuning. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's right, but yeah. pretty much. So we, we had we had a swipe whatever way moment. I'm, I'm not on the, <laughs> the Tinder. Yeah. Apparently there was somebody on the Tinder pretending to be me and I'm like, would you not pretend to be someone sexy? <laughs> so, um, so uh, he... Uh, he and I just got along because we just looked at each other's t-shirts and like at each other's faces and we were like, oh, wow, okay. Did we I just get- become best friends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you want to do karate? <laughs> <in the garage? laughs> yep. Oh. Yeah. And so, um, and so he got up, he was on uh, in a duo. And was um, he doing Eddie Murphy's material and Martin Lawrence's? <laughs> that's, well, that's what he was doing. Yeah. <laughs> so we were like, hey. Cultural appropriation as well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's levels. And so um, he, was, he was in a duo with a guy and they were, Hilarious. They had been performing at the Blue Room and then they, they just got up that night at the Laugh Resort for the first time. And then the second week I went to watch, another brand new guy got up called Dave Hughes. 
Oh, really? So it was like two two weeks in a row, and then the third week, um, I just I was like, these guys are great. I really like what they do, and um, I'm their friend now, and so yeah, I already have comrades. I might as well be in the be in the the job as well. So it's like Branchy with us and Wolfie, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just suckling yeah. at the teeth, <laughs> just <laughs> just grabbing on and holding on. Yeah, and, and so yeah, so we we um we well basically like I. We had we had shows on Wednesdays and Thursdays back then, and so on the Wednesday I got up, and what I did was I wore a, one of those masks that you wear on a on a plane to fall asleep with. Yeah, but but I because I thought that if I didn't see the audience, I wouldn't be nervous. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I was just like doing my comedy without without any vision. Like, did people think you were blind or something? Or like, I, I invited twenty of my friends. Yeah. So we'll just. I didn't really. I invited a few. I didn't want too many people to come along. But then they told each other, and they're like, "Oh, Callan's doing stand up. Oh, we yeah. gotta go." So yeah. it was stacked. So most people knew it wasn't. I think I had a joke that kind of like ref referred it at the beginning of the set. Right. But then the next night, I did the same thing again. The next night, I was working at Woolies Nightville. <laughs> At the Gallery of Morley. Yeah. And so I turn up and I thought, oh, it'll be funny if I just wear my Woolies uniform. What, to, to the gig? On stage. Oh, that, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've like got a, like a red tie and a white shirt and black pants and I've got like a, the green apron and yeah. I've got like, I had um, I had a name badge on that said, Woolworth, hello, welcome to Woolworths, my name is David. Yeah. <laughs> and, then I had, and I had a really sunburned face because it was, it was like- a, The freshest a, person. Yeah, yeah, I was I was so like just- I was ripe as heck. <laughs> I was like a ripe tomato. And then but I also had like this massive badge that they made us wear that said I am sun smart. It was so ridiculous. Cuz like you're sun smart as fuck. Yeah, yeah. It was the perfect storm. But but the problem was there were two really drunk um uh, Karens. Oh. Before they were known as Karens, mm. of course, we had to we had to use a lot of words to to describe them. It's very, <laughs> it's very I also started with a cut sound. Yeah, <laughs> Slightly shorter, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but but um, they were they were from uh, America because uh, they had accents from there, and then yeah. that's how I knew. And so they kept talking throughout the set, and then they got up and went to the bar. Um, one got up to go to the bar, and then the other one did. Um, and I thought, in my mind, people are starting to leave. Like people are actually walking out of the venue, and I was like, oh shit! So. I didn't finish the set. I just cut it short and got off. Yeah, yeah. And there was that that moment. I decided maybe I shouldn't wear a blindfold. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think it's, it's not sustainable. There's too many cons and not enough pros. Fuck, you were you were ahead of your time. You picked face masks before fucking Corona. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's just oh. yeah. Wow, I was I was masked up and I was definitely isolated. I should yes. point out that we sh- we're not allowed to call Karen's Karen anymore. Well, it's offensive. It's I offensive. Fuck. Who said that, Karen? <laughs> if you needed any more proof of someone being a Karen, it'd be the fact that you're offended at the word Karen. Karen. What Surely. are they going to do? Call the manager? But did you see? So <laughs> so for Halloween this year, you can go dressed as a Karen. Yeah. <laughs> so people are offended, saying it's a very offensive thing towards to, white women, to white middle aged women being oh, like, yeah. it's ridiculous. <laughs> It's ridiculous. So was, is Dave Hughes originally from Perth? I thought he was a well, Melbourne. Yeah, he's from Warrnambool. He he did um, TAFE over here, I think. Ah, yeah. okay. Yeah, so he was studying at TAFE and then he- um, Fuck, that's an expensive flight just for TAFE. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what a commute. Yeah. I thought it was bad going from Armadale to Joondala. Well, I've never heard of somebody switching states for TAFE. Yeah. Like, yeah, it, it seems that, a bit weird, doesn't it? Yeah, like for uni, yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. But surely yeah. if you want to be 
anything at TAFE. Yeah. You can do it at your local TAFE. Surely there's no specialist TAFE. <laughs> yeah, in Victoria in, just for. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it seems, now that you mention it, I, yeah. there must be more to that story. He must have um, had family or maybe he, he followed a, um, a romantic interest over mm. here, but he was here for about three or four years. He he went back to Melbourne in about 95, right. just before Rove did. Yeah. And we all, we all really followed each other within within a certain frame of time, but um, he... Uh, yeah, he, he got up and he was, he was, um, yeah, he was very, um, uh, I'm sure he'll agree, by the way, he was very inconsistent initially. Like sometimes he would, he would bomb and the and other nights he'd be like carried out of the place on people's shoulders. He, mm. he would be the Husey we know and love. So it took a while for um, him to eliminate those kind of like, you know, trial and error, like we all do with mm. everything, but to eliminate those kind of um, the error ones. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, he, his initial stuff was really that. Uh, from memory I'm trying to remember when I was in high school when you were seven yeah watching him and what really drew me to him was that accent the full like playing with that Aussie accent and Mm. that's what drew me in for the laughter Um, but is that how he started was it like that style of comedy or was it always like that yeah it was he he did a lot of um, by the way the accent I I saw someone on Facebook talk about him or a YouTube clip and it's apparently a Warrnambool accent like very specific region of Victoria and apparently a lot of people talk like that there yeah. but they were saying his is like a next level version whether he exaggerates it or not or yeah, whether it's yeah. natural but um, he he has a very very strong version of that unique accent because it yeah. made it yeah. for me when I was watching and I, and I I didn't know who was anyone something that made uh, made you stand out was what I would remember and so like I would remember Judith Lucy for whatever reason I don't know why she stood out it was her tone or the way she spoke and then fucking Dave Hughes when well, I was cadence watch. is very recognizable like the yeah. cadence yeah, yeah, yeah. you knew when the laugh was because yeah. of the way that he pitched but what's your part of Australian accent Dave well <laughs> special region called Bunbury oh. yes um, yeah so I, I was 15 when I came over here in 1990 <laughs> and then and then I did Chisholm College here in Perth and yeah. then I did um, I did ECU um, what were you studying at uni from uh, I, I did a Bachelor of Arts in English, uh, majoring in media studies right, and so. minoring in public relations. Yeah, so that's mm, literally cool. the, yeah. the comic yeah. pathway that, that tends to be. Oh, yeah, it was like a triple major almost, but you're right. It's great great now that I think back on it, even though I didn't use it directly, yeah. like uh, in comedy, those are good things to study. And, um, oh, 100%. And, yeah. then, and then I was at the comedy club every Wednesday and Thursday nights, so I was working hard. Mm. And then I was pushing trolleys on Thursdays. Like a comedy like working behind the bar or, or uh, just doing just doing the comedy and gigging uh, and getting paid? Yeah, I'd, I'd either work the door or yeah, okay. um, so I, which was great because you get to meet all the people coming in and mm. get to get a read on the crowd and what they're like mm-hmm. um, and you get to know them a bit and then when they see you the it's next It's pretty hard time, when you got a blindfold on, though, eh? <laughs> that, that, was, that was the problem. I was like, I know the voice. <laughs> yeah, it's um, a 10 bucks entry. Yeah. Uh, it feels like it 10. It feels like 10. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get my scales out, yes. <laughs> Ten. Uh, it was a funny room. It was pockets in Northbridge, which is, I think, um, kind of where Mustang is. Yep. It oh, yeah. might have been a different building, but you'd go upstairs and it was a pool room, like pop black, and there'd be like 20 pool tables, and then there was a little cabaret lounge beside it, and you go in there, and um, there was what a bar was that, in there. What was that branded again? Was that- That was the Laugh Resort. The Laugh, the Laugh Resort? Yeah, which right. is which is now at um, Shoe, Shoe Bar, yeah. and it was at Brass for a while. Um so, but it was, I'll never forget because they would set it up for a Thursday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, and they'd have the stage there. But um, the green room, 
there was a door beside the stage and there was the green room, but it was a male toilet. Oh, so you'd just so be like standing in the toilet, like waiting to go on. <laughs> so fucking hey, un PC. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what about all the, what about all the women comedians? Mm. Oh, they, they appeared um, in the 2000s. <laughs> that's, that's when that's, people look back and they go, it was a terribly sexist time. It was like, we would have put, um, pe- people on uh, other than you know uh, straight, straight white male. cisgendered males <laughs> yeah. but that's all the people who came to to, to say hi I want to I want to step on stage so yeah. the diversity quotient was very low yeah but we tried yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, it's yeah it's funny there's so many factors that go into that but um, it was always great when somebody with a slightly different voice came along and I think a lot of the comedy back then was very samey yeah and you know 90s tropes like uh, does my ass look big in this yeah and, uh, terrible stuff like that so um, we came along and, and Rove and I certainly um, uh, and Husey actually as well we're doing very very different stuff, you know, modern kind of storytelling stuff that we'd seen on Conan O'Brien and uh, The Late Show and stuff like that. You like, know, the like comedians that would get up there. Ben Elton stuff and, uh, well, and, yeah. and Billy Connolly oh, yeah. stuff. <laughs> to my credit, I was only a thief once. <laughs> that's great. I heard that's what Jim Jeffries did as well. He did a, a show and he just ripped off someone else and someone was like, no, that's not comedy. And then he went away, wrote stuff, came back and killed. Yeah, wow. So yeah, it sounds right. like without yeah. YouTube and stuff back then, people didn't realize yeah. that's sort of not what you do. Yeah, yeah. He didn't know. So that that was good. I mean, you don't know till you know kind of thing. Mm. I mean, it seems that things that seem obvious to us now, we once didn't know, I guess. So, yeah. But yeah, I think doing other people's materials should be an obvious one. But, you know, things aren't obvious to yeah. all people. I kind of knew. But I, I thought it was okay for just for, for a uni oh. thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think it's actually okay if you're, if you're not profiting from it and you're not in a professional room or a comedy room at all. I think if you're doing other people's material, it needs to be like I did or, or like a, a competition at uni or um, although I could have profited from it if I'd won. <laughs> but there was, there was no second yeah, prize, yeah. so it's okay. But Or like a family gathering or, yeah, or a yeah. wedding or something. Because what you're doing is you're trying out it's like trying on someone else's jacket, you know, you're just going, does this fit? Does this yeah. feel good? And, and do, I, do does it suit me? And so yeah. that's a good way to kind of get started. But that's um, a good point you make, because yeah. as a, a celebrant and an MC, if my couples have a story that I'm like, Oh, Cam McLaren's got a great joke on that. Yeah. I'll borrow the joke for the wedding, just for that one bit. Yeah. And be like, but that's not, I'm going out do a comedy club. Da, da, da. It's well, like a little tiny tag. You know how I told you that I like Mike Goldstein's the, yeah, the, com- Colin, the commitment yeah. thing? So I went to a wedding and filmed it the other day yeah. and the father of the bride used, used that joke. Yeah. Oh, wow. I was like, I fucking. Can't, I can't believe Mike stole it from the father of the bride. <laughs> that is atrocious. Well, I was like, oh, he's about to say. Yeah. I said it to Seb was filmed and I was yeah. like, between yeah. these two, and he was like, bang, and I went, oh, that's it, that's the bit. Well, you, you felt the setup coming <laughs> yeah, along. Yeah, I heard like, it. Yeah. I was like, that's it, that's yeah. it, Seb. He's yeah. about to say, yeah, yep. and he Mike's did it. Bit. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, so, what was your big break, Dave? What's the protocol, by the way? Is it, do, do, you, do you call Cameron first, or do you text him, or do, is there an agreement that you already oh, have? Oh, I just use agreement? him as a as an example. Oh, if yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. one I've heard, it could be like yeah. literally anyone. Yeah. Um, so, Dave, he's never asked you for any of his. Yeah. No. no, I don't do any dance routines. <laughs> you, you got um, full. You do. You do. License. Yeah. <laughs> I've only done it two or three times where I've just borrowed like a it punchline works. that would fit. It's not a setup. It's not the whole joke. It's just a punchline. So line. you heard it first. Delby steals jokes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I steal 
dance choreography yeah. all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah. the thing is that you can do it if you're not a dancer. Yeah, because- If funny. I was a dancer, that'd be a bad thing. Yeah. I think. Yeah, I think it works like that. Yeah, yeah. okay, well, that's what I'm going with. Yeah. <laughs> but it ask forgiveness it's, and not permission. But so, so, but saying you uh, watching this, all the late night shows and, and, and all that, I guess, and being quite close friends with Rove, is that where it sort of like, it all took off from there? Especially yeah. Especially for someone like- Yeah, him, like, like what yeah, was your yeah. big break? That was the- um, yeah, the big break kind of was um, uh, I just I, – I broke up with someone who I was very much in love with over here and – Rove. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, it was Hughesy. And, and I, uh, I had finished uni, uh, and so I sold my car. And with the money, I went to uh, London, and I stayed there for six months. And they liked me, and they said they wanted to book me. And I was like, great, and I got my diary out. Because it was an analog time, you see, 1998, <laughs> <laughs> we were at at this time. So, so um, they said, yeah, it's going to be in, um, in six months' time. And I'm like, what? And so, mm. like, I, I decided it was going to be very challenging to, you know, get to the point where I was working for money. Mm-hmm. Even though I was in Perth, um, getting paid gigs I wasn't in London and it would take six months. Yeah. And the money was good, but it was six months away. Yeah. And so uh, basically I got a cold and winter was coming. <laughs> ah, we're back to Westeros. Oh, <laughs> we're always, very Game of Thrones here. <laughs> it always yeah. draws me back. Yeah. And it's the beard and the long hair and yeah. the penchant for swords. Mm. So, and then, um, <laughs> and so the um, the fact was, I was I, I used to ring Rove because we were good mates every maybe, a uh, few weeks, yeah. and uh, on this one call, he's like, "I'll never forget." I was like in like my auntie's house in like Ballytor in Ireland because I used to go f- between the two countries um, over that time, and I was freezing and I had a cold, and winter was coming, and I had, <laughs> I had gigs that were like a, a month away, but um, that was that was a hard. Um, I was running out of money as well, yeah. so that was hard. So he goes, oh, I've got a TV show on Channel 9 up. Um, we're going to do a pilot, and I'd really like you to be part of it. And uh, I was like, hmm, cold, no money. Got, got a cold. <laughs> yep. um, and it's winter uh, soon, so I was like, and it's coming into summer here because the seasons have flipped. And I was like, yes. And so um, I just I just used the, the rest of my money to get a flight back. Mm. So I moved from London uh, after six months to, to Melbourne, I didn't even touch Perth, so straight to Melbourne. And we shot the pilot, and then it it was pretty much a sure thing. And so we did um, six eps on Channel 9 uh, at the end of uh, 99. Was it Rove Live on 9? Yeah. 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 And then there was a six-month wait where we didn't know what was happening. And then- uh, Everything sixes for you. Six months for the next gig. Six episodes. One more six six and we've got the- uh, It was, triple six. Six, six, six. Well, I think my my current uh, uni assignment, I'm going to get six out of a (laughs) hundred. It's really hard at uni, just briefly, because like- um, I didn't expect comedy to come back and that's why I did full-time uni and yeah. comedy's come back. Yeah. Oh no, it never went away. That's probably what happened. Yeah. It went away from me because yeah. I was in Melbourne, but when I came here, it just kept going. Yeah. And so I've got full-time uni and a full-time career. And um, anyway, if my lecturers are listening, <laughs> the assignments are coming. Yeah, uh, yeah. just like winter. Referencing, oh. Referencing's fucked. It's the worst. That's the one. Yeah. It's like it's like three a.m. and you've done your assignment, and you get yeah. a reference fifteen things in proper APA seven formatting. You know, it's so dumb, right? I, yeah, that takes hours. <laughs> yeah, I went back to uni this year as well. Really? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So I did six and a half. Uh, I did like biomedical science, phys ed teaching, and uh, commerce and law. So I, I changed it three times. Is that curtain? 
Uh, one was Curtin, which was business commerce and law, and then Murdoch was biomedical science, and then uh, ECU was um, phys ed and drama teaching. You're going to three unis. I went I, I went first, and then I changed my mind from business oh. and commerce, and yeah. I changed my mind to I wanted to be a Cairo, so I went and did biomed, and then I changed my mind. I was like, fuck it, I'm just going to do what I love Yeah, because I'd have like butterflies yeah. in my stomach thinking yeah. I was doing the wrong thing. Yeah, right. So I just went, yeah. I'm going to go do drama and sport teaching because I love drama, I love sport. I love, mm. like, I've got no problem hanging out with teenagers, which is the worst thing to say in any, <laughs> other, any other context. Um, but I thought I would enjoy it and, and I really fucking loved it. So, But then this year I got offered to do instructional leadership at uni. So I went back um, and I did the first six months, but then weddings, comedy, mm. everything's taken over, our regal yeah. show, everything. So I've had to defer yeah. the second bit. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. references can't – you can yeah. do the assignment mm. and then just reference, look through something, pick a bit out and reference the whole thing. <laughs> so again, it's you a can, little hack for you. Oh, what's the hack again? You can – So like let's say you, you read a little section, mm. even if it's this much, mm. I would just – Take that, mm. reference that, and then find something else because you need to hit your quota. Yeah, right. Or just right. read the abstract, and when you find something in that, you just yeah. reference the whole thing. Because mm. if you're a lecturer, you're not going to fucking read seven thousand people's references. Yeah, right, right. So because yeah. we're lazy by design. Yeah, yeah. yeah so. right. Including the lecturers, that's good to know. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought they were superhumans. Nah. And you uh, you yeah. run it through your your um, the program that they've got that will tell you if it's. Mm. Um, Plagiarize or not, and then you go from there. Oh yeah, the uh, the panopto or whatever it's called. Yeah. There's so much to learn, not just the actual content, but so much to learn about academia. Yes. Referencing and like um, even time management's a massive one. Yeah, integrity. Ah, uh, integrity, academic yeah. integrity. Yeah. Yeah, having yeah. structure and, and that sort of stuff. We had to do a unit on academic integrity, man. Yeah. <laughs> like they they forced. Did yeah. you, does it yeah. do that at Edith Cowan as well? Yeah, and then there's yeah. a little what's test the, at the end. Yeah. What's yeah. the integrity? Part, oh, it's like, just like if you if, if you're like, man, I'm sick. Can you write my assignment for me? Uh-huh. Or just like, oh, yeah, I'm part of this group, but you don't fuck all. Yeah, yeah Like, yeah. or like you just give me something. Like, yeah, it's just yeah. dumb shit, but obvious yeah. Yeah. logical things. But yeah. yeah, okay. But yeah, so so you had to wait six months after the six eps. Uh, yeah, yeah. And what was your role in that? Those six eps. Uh, so on the uh, it was technically writer performer. So um, I'd write sketches yeah. either solo or in the group, and then we would um, we would perform them. And so, and then I was doing couch segments as well. Like, yeah. um, I, I do, I've, I, it's so long ago, but I do recall ish the couch stuff. Yeah. Is it, do you remember that? Yeah, because I was pretty young. Yeah. When it happened. Um, because I, I fucking loved Rove. It was yeah. just, I feel like it was, you'd know better, uh, Tuesday nights, maybe uh, at like 8 30 or something. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the for, maybe that's, that's, that's right. Yeah. Too. yeah. I can't recall. Um, the first season, I think it was, um, it was, 11 o'clock at night oh, wow. until midnight, which was great because we had um, the freedom to fail, which is what you want, you know, for <laughs> yeah. the first season. So yeah. well, if we learn anything, yeah. come second and <laughs> you harder. Yeah, we definitely didn't come first in the ratings, yeah. <laughs> that's for sure. But we, we did better than they thought we would do and so that they wanted to continue on. But um, there was six months of um, mystery, just mm. a fog of war. We didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Are we coming back? Are we not? And doing stand-up the whole time, which was great. But um, So did that help you sell more tickets? Uh, yeah, it definitely yeah. did. Yeah, it was a great boost for the profile, and so people yeah. knew your face. But it's it's also a good one because it was late at night, and it was a bit of a cult hit instead of a mainstream one, which it became. So, um, yeah, like a Squid Game of its time. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so people, um, not many people would would know you, but the people who did were very passionate about it, yeah. and they really loved it. Yes. Yeah, so that oh. was good. So I went to Channel Ten for um, for two thousand. So that was a bit of a switch up and it went earlier, like you said, 8.30. So it was more mainstream. Mm, pressure. Yeah. Mm. So um, it was- 
who like I'm I, I'm trying to remember who started on that show. Like the original panel. I feel like there was and Correct me if I'm wrong. Like Peter Hellier, was he? The, there was something. I don't know. Let's ask Dave. Yeah. Right so here. who was involved? Instead of guessing, just ask him. Yeah. No, I've got pri- I've got prizes to give out. <laughs> Peter, Peter Hellier was he? Yeah. He had. Uh, I feel like um, Hamish and Andy got their start on there at some point later on. And um, Husey. Yeah. No. Oh, and you. you. You yourself, but yeah. I feel like I'm. I'm well, yeah. There was a Corinne Grant. Corinne Grant. That's, there, it, yeah. that's the Corinne one. That's Grant. who I was trying to think of. Yeah. yeah. And Ryan Shelton eventually yes. um, jumped on board as well. Yeah. Yeah. And Jude used to do desk segments as well, Judith Lucy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you yeah. had a few, few other kind of like, that was the core cast, I think, for um, for many years, but there were also people who came in and out. Yeah. Mm. And they sort of, um, uh, and I don't know if you were involved in any way, that sort of progressed into, was it Skit House? Was that? Like was yeah. that roving roving enterprises or yeah. whatever uh, skit house I That's think it right. was yeah and that whole crew it seemed there was just a tight knit crew of uh, like five ten comedians that just seemed to do that whole lot there yeah yeah that that was yeah that was great skit house they were all good mates and it was it was mainly Melbourne kind of people like uh, Damien Callan and and, um, and tripod but also Sydney comics like uh, Tom um, Gleason Tom Gleason was in yeah. there as well um, yeah. You're right. There seemed to be like a tight knit group that just did all the all the media back then. Yeah, seems to be the way. I think um, Australian media they tend to see someone do one thing and go, "Oh, we'll do all these other things as well." Yeah, forgetting that there's there's a lot of talent out there, mm. and I think it's a failing. Um, but uh, not to be critical, but I think talent folks probably should get out and, and see more stuff and and, um, and source more talent instead of picking the same faces for all the stuff. Yeah. Spread spread the, the opportunities around a bit, I think. I think that'd be nice because there's so many people and I think there's a lot of people actually that are incredibly talented and worthwhile and worthy who, who don't get the break that they deserve, I yeah. think, yeah, in this country. I feel especially. recently- Preaching. My, my, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Mike G was one of those who I would see continually just kill it and I'm like, why isn't he on TV? And then just recently- I've seen he's gone on to that 100 um, with uh, Andy. Oh, oh has great. He? Yeah. yeah, nice. So I was like, yeah. it's nice to see someone you know that, or even like a Ben Darso or someone that you just see, or Mickey D. Like, um, I'm still shocked that Mickey D isn't like on TV. On TV and like, yeah, wow, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, you Definitely. see all these guys. It just it yeah. depends as well. Like, and uh, you're definitely the best person to ask. Is it more just having a crack and actually trying it? Or is it some I, comedians I feel like are it's almost more like who you know? Surely. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. But is. Do you think there could be a lot of some comedians who are like look at Andrew Wolf for example like oh yeah Wolf so is- much talent but he hasn't it's not like he's tried to create a TV show or anything like that so is it yeah. is it a combo of obviously being talented but then also putting in the effort and uh, having an idea to pitch yeah definitely I, I think um, the the challenge is that comedians are intensely creative and um, and in the moment and. Uh, which is why uni is a good thing to go back to because it teaches you planning and time management and um, deadlines and stuff like that and procrastination. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But um, I think that's the side of the brain that comedians have underdeveloped. Yeah. doesn't mean they can't develop it. It's just that it's not an aptitude. And I think that we need to um, maybe look at that um, and, and be more uh, kind of um, uh, upwardly mobile and more kind of like aggressive with our, our pitching and, um, and, and our, I guess um, framing what we do in a in a package that kind of people want to buy as a commodity because so, it, yeah. it is a commercial medium TV, so yeah, it, there has to be an audience for what you want to do. Yeah. So you can't re- yeah. you can't really just do stand up on TV. I just don't think it works. Like, just on, just yeah. just like here's a show half an hour a week of stand up. There's yeah. something missing because stand up is so much 
Mm. Like being present in that room with the energy in that room and it's so hard to replicate. Yeah. You know, so. I hate that word that people use vibe, but it is. Mm. It's the vibe of the room. It's yeah. The, it's yeah. like, the, it's, the, yeah, the whole collective feeling of yeah. everyone, the, mm. the sounds, everything that you yeah. just don't quite pick up yeah. on. It's, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. It's an unmistakable quality. And I, I hear people sometimes um, say, oh, I don't like stand-up comedy. It's like, what? what? You don't like it? Yeah. You don't like being made to laugh and think and stuff? Yeah. Mate, this, that's uh, one of my- uh, It's probably because I haven't been. They've just watched yeah, it. Yeah, that's it. exactly it. Yeah. And that's so, exactly yeah. what I said to uh, a friend that you would know, um, one of my wife's friends. Um, she said, I, I said, let's go watch uh, some stand-up comedy for Finn. She's like, I don't like stand-up comedy. And I said the exact same thing. What, you don't like laughing and having a good time? Like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck? Like, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, I've watched it a few times on TV and I didn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that's not stand-up comedy. That's yeah. great. That's a, like you watch yeah. a Melbourne International Comedy Festival, like mm. the gala or something, yeah. seeing five minutes of someone doing some stuff, but they're mm. not creating the whole atmosphere of a room. You're not even there. Yeah, you know? yeah. and it's no, no fault of TV. It just can't compete with actually being in a room with a whole bunch of people. Like I always say to those people who say that, um, I say that, um, oh, have you seen a footy game on TV? And have you been to a footy game? Yeah. And if they're a footy person, they get it. They go, oh, okay, yeah, I get it. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you're in the stadium, you're in the stands, and there's like all these people cheering around you. It's the same with comedy. There's yeah. people laughing around you. You're watching at home on your own, and um, laughter's infectious, by the way, but yeah. on your own, it's there's nothing to be infected by. You're just watching a screen. It's almost like it's been... St- like some really good ingredient has been strained through a, a yeah. sieve, and yes. hardly any of the residues come out. That's a great analogy. Yeah. yeah. But if you need, a, that if, is a really good analogy. And if you need any proof of like laughter being infectious, is they put laughter tracks on fucking sitcoms. Yeah. Like, specifically wow. for that yeah. reason. Yeah, they so. must have known back then. And Yeah. yeah. You're, yeah. More, you're more inclined yeah. to laugh if you can hear other people. So that affirmation yeah. sound yeah. that yeah. you're like, yeah. yeah, oh, that is funny. I'll just make sure I keep up with everyone yeah. sort of thing. It's well, that. like watching like um, Demi Moore do striptease and going to Exotica. <laughs> it's just, it's completely different. <laughs> You know, like when you're there, you realize like this, I get it, you know, but if it's just through a TV, it's a whole different removed experience. It's strained and it's- uh, I don't know if I like either. I'm sorry. <laughs> Demi Moore is unbelievable. Actually, yeah, yeah, Demi, that's probably the situation where I like the, the in TV better. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Moving along. Yeah. Um, when, when did you think, so- from the sound of things, you've always been, except for a, tro- a trolley where a checkout chick, or actually that's a, a misogynistic term, I should say, checkout person. I was never a checkout person. Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with checkout uh, people. But a, a stock. I, uh, you're you're in was, the stock market. I pushed trolleys. I, I pushed trolleys, thank you very much. Yeah. I was even lower on the food chain. But then, <laughs> but then I became a um, fruit and veg distribution engineer. So I was like in the fruit and veg department. <laughs> distribution <laughs> engineer. Mm-hmm. I used to distribute that fruit like a mofo. Oh. I was stacking bananas. I was slinging melons. Hey, I've seen a few bucks do the same. Oh. <laughs> Someone stacking bananas and so slinging with, melons. So did that help progress to, I guess, international comedy or and then and how did that sort of help sort of I guess um, launch your, your career even further yeah oh it was great it was um, uh, it was just good to kind of work with a bunch of mates they you know we used to say at the time we had the, the keys to the playground especially mm. for that first season where we just we went in and we had access to the props department and costumes department and we'd wander through and we'd go oh can we borrow that and that and that and they're like yep just sign it out and so we had this incredible um, opportunity to just, just to play and craft and, and learn as well with, with that freedom that we had at 11 p.m. But um, what that enabled um, 
um, me to do is um, kind of um, get a get a feel for script writing, how the process worked, all the elements of um, a TV studio and what they do. Mm. Um, so really, really inspired me to to go on and kind of like. Um, you know, realize that I'd done three years at Edith Cowan for no reason because I just <laughs> I just learned more on set, in yeah. six months than I had in three years on set. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's um, it, it's a great thing, TV. And I, I think coming back to what we were discussing earlier, I think um, I think that comedians need to be able to, and certainly I'm speaking to myself here as well, yeah. t- to be able to like package what they do and 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 also you know, um, kind of like complete. Um, scripts, um, complete um, storylines. Um, you know, when it's good on the page, it'll be good on the stage. Mm. Is, is an old saying. So, um, if they craft what they do, and then sell it, is the next stage. So we're not we're not good. We the part of our brain that's creative isn't very business oriented, and which is why comedians have managers and so on. Yeah. So, to be able to sell that, then on you might need help. And I think it's a, yeah. almost an ego thing as well. If you're like, hey, look how great I am, it's very hard to talk yourself up and be like. Yeah. Oh, I'm an amazing comedian. Look at my script. But if you've got a manager going, this guy's so creative, mm. or this girl, or whoever, look how amazing mm. they are. Yeah. It's like when you're writing your own resume, you find it hard to write all the awesome stuff that you mm. do, or you might not realize until someone goes, hey, man, you fucking, you know, you conference people, you coach people, da 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 da. And you yeah. go, oh, shit. Yeah, mm. I do do that. Mm. So with yeah. comedy, it's probably a similar sort of thing. Yeah. It's I feel r- like a wanker, like asking for a spot. Oh, hey, I've done this, 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 and this. And yeah. look. But yeah. at the same time, yeah. you have to do it, I guess. Yeah, I think your currency goes down a bit if you don't have a manager mm. um, because you have to sell yourself. And even if you're good at it, at mm. it it's still weird. A stigma. It's still low um, low status to mm. try and have to sell yourself. Yeah. yeah. Um, and name your price. That's a hard thing to do as a, as a, um, a non-managed individual. Yeah. A person living with non-management, I yeah. would say. And then... Yeah, and then you don't know what opportunities are out there because management companies know what's, what's going what on, irons yeah. are in the fire. Yeah. So it's challenging, but um, at the same time, there's something to be said for being self-managed. But yeah, you have to you have to really take the reins. Yeah. yeah. So have you are you managed now? Or have you are you self-managed? I'm self-managed. Self-managed, yeah. super. Compare the pair. Yeah. <laughs> self-managed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, self-managed, like I said, you 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 learn how to um, control all aspects. Yeah. of what you do, yeah, and there's never any conflicts. Um, you know exactly where you are and when, yep. um, and you don't give any percentage of money away, yeah. which is nice. Yeah, but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So where did yeah. a lot of my mates, I didn't even realize because I'm not a Triple J, I'm a 6PR guy. <laughs> you are a At 28, pack. my fucking ears, something happened. <laughs> yeah, they stopped yeah, yeah. listening to commercial and they turned into 6PR. <laughs> don't know why, but um, I've got mates that saw your name. I'm like, fuck, man, I, used to, I listen to him under J all the time. So that was an audience that I didn't even know that, yeah, you, what, you, that you had. How did you get into radio right. from, yeah, what's yeah. that? So I got drunk. <laughs> and then I woke up and I was on air. I don't know what just, before, just before Christmas? <laughs> the vibe yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Um, so um, I was at the Comedy Festival Gala in 2003. I did a spot. And then I was at the after party. And uh, you should go to after parties when you've actually been on because then, like, it's good. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to the gala after party when I haven't been on. It's not good. Because <laughs> no one talks like to you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but when you've been on, it's great. Now, I was talking to these two people and uh, we were just having a great time and I was drinking red wine and they said, um, I, I, I asked them what they did. 
yeah, for the for the industry because uh, it was an industry only after party and and one uh, of them. What said, are those things like? Are they wanky or it is what it is, or are you just kind of like. Uh, it feels wanky for about an hour and a half. Yeah. And then you're drunk. (laughs) Well, either then you're drunk or then the wankers leave. I'm not sure. Or a bit of both. But but yeah, they, they get, there's, there's a sweet spot in the middle for about an hour where it's just awesome. Yeah. And then, and then other, and then really cool people leave. And then, so the the last hour is just sad. Drunk wankers. <laughs> just the drunk wankers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just yeah, left yeah. with people like Wolfie yelling at you, just going, fuck! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so you're talking to these two guys that seemed all right, or um, women or? They were women, yeah. in, in fact, and, and, and I said, what do you do? And she said, oh, I'm the program director for Triple J, and this is the station manager. And I was like, whoa! Yeah. And I, I'd, I'd done um, RTR over here. Yeah. Is it, is it RTR? RTR, RTR, yeah, RTR, yeah. RTR, yeah. RTR, yeah. And so um, uh, I'd done a late night show and I said, oh, I did this late night show for RTR in Perth and it was awesome and I'd play weird songs and I would talk to weirdos on the phone. Sick. Um, <laughs> and they were like, oh, cool, okay, oh, that sounds, maybe maybe we should do something. And, and I went, oh, yeah, cool, yeah, hit me up. And I gave them my number and then two years later, wow. <laughs> I got a call. Two years, it was like, two th- wow. yeah, 2005, I got a call um, and- it was one of them, and she said, "Do you remember that idea? We want you to do that idea that you told us." And I was like, uh, "Remind me again." <laughs> I was very drunk. I yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. So, so um, uh, yeah. So then I started doing this uh, Saturday night show on Triple J called um, the Graveyard Shift. Cause that's what it's known as. Yeah. Mm, yeah. But I actually branded it like the graveyard shift and had like all spooky sound effects and stuff cool. and creaky doors opening. And it was great fun. <laughs> nice. And, um, yeah. It went so well that they, they, they said, Oh, that this is a mid dawn shift. We should put you on, you know, between six and 9 PM on a Saturday night, the party show, Wow. which it did. But the, the strength of the, the graveyard shift was the bizarre callers. Like I'd get, I get people off their nuts. I would get people who were just weird. Yeah. Um, I would get um, bakers in the morning would start to ring up people going to work. Ah. And that, that, that kind of incongruity yeah. in between was amazing. Like wow. having those two sip, disparate sets of people. So you get people that were baked and people that do bake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Are you the baker or yeah. the bake? Yeah. So uh, what was the weirdest caller you got just out of interest? Like something uh, that you just went, what the fuck is happening? I got a guy. Um, I don't tell many people this because um, there's subtext and I'm not fully aware of it, but um, and I, it's it's touching on the LGBTQI community, yes. uh, who I am a, I'm a friend of. And yes. uh, however, this this uh, story was the weirdest call I'd ever had. This guy rang up and he goes, <coughs> "Excuse me," he goes, um, "I was taken away by a UFO." It, yes. was a, it was an alien show. This, and I went, this fits okay. perfectly with the hard yards. Yes, we, always, we always talk about UFOs and yeah. conspiracy. Yeah, love it. Yeah. Um, I have a recording of it somewhere. Yeah. Somewhere. So I'll, I'll, I'll handball it to you guys if you want to listen to it. But yeah. he goes, um, yeah, I got taken by a UFO. And I'm like, oh my God, what was that like? He goes, yeah, it was amazing. Um, it was amazing. <laughs> um, uh, uh, amazing uh, experience to go through. But I don't remember much of it. I like, I completely blanked my, my memory once I was up there. But- um, yeah, he, he met some, some entity, some being, and he went into the ship and, and then he goes, and the weird part is when I came back, I was gay. I was straight when I went up <laughs> and I'm like, uh, what? He goes, yeah, yeah. Aliens may be gay. And I'm like, <laughs> uh, but you don't remember how? Yeah. And he goes, no, I don't remember how. And he goes, my girlfriend just thought I wanted to break up with her. Yeah. Like he, he came back and he told his girlfriend and she was like, uh, 
what about us? And he goes, I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not straight anymore. Yeah. And he goes, and, and I'll never forget the phrase he went, there was no probing or anything. I was just thinking in my right? head. Yeah. 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 And so, um, it was bizarre. And again, like I'm, I'm disclosing this to you folks cause, um, you're awesome. And, and I, I, I like you and I like the LGBTQI community. So I don't know whether there's a subtext there that I've, I've missed, but that was weird. Right? Yeah. That's, that was a super weird call. Yeah. Um, that's, yeah, that's a great story as well. Yeah. Yeah. Was he like spun out about it or was he just accepting and he was just like. Yeah, he, he seemed cool with it. He, he yeah. said it was very day and night, you know, like yeah. he was totally straight and then aliens took him away and then gay. And I yeah. was like, weird. And I was asking him, did the, do you think there was like some sort of um, special ray that just like, um, <laughs> that polarized someone's sexuality in reverse or. <laughs> the gay ray. Right, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Maybe there well, is. Maybe they have that technology. Um, yeah. But um, do you have he, to be careful as well? Because you'd be trying to make it entertaining for listeners as well. So yeah, like prodding yeah. to get good yeah. answers, but also trying to have yeah. a joke, but without trying to offend someone as well. Like boom, that was the line. Yes. Exactly the line. So you had to like ride that line and and be um, be able to make the content palatable for a public yeah. taste and yeah. and therefore jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are the key to that. But like that guy um, was was now a gay person living. Um, uh, his his new lifestyle, a, a slightly different lifestyle, um, uh, and so to I had to take it seriously. He may have been joking, by the way, but I had mm. to take it seriously and not make fun of yeah. his lifestyle uh, that he has now. Yeah, but also it, it's kind of funny. It's kind of out there, I guess. Funny, strange, maybe funny, haha, uh, not so much. But it's it's very strange, and so. Um, yeah. taking people at face value, uh, believing them, uh, cause you get more information that way. Yeah. And, uh, but then tagging it with jokes, the, the, the best and the easiest way was if they were a bit of an asshole, like if they were a bit of a jerk, yeah, you, you could, could then go them, make yeah. fun of them. But if they weren't, if they weren't uh, being nasty or offering any resistance to you, then you would, you would not make fun of them because yeah. then the, the crowd would turn on you. Yeah. 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 That's great. And also that's such a, a strange, um, foreign concept because you, the crowd, at, at stand up, you can feel the crowd turning. At a radio station, <laughs> you're going, fuck, I yeah. hope they don't yeah, turn yeah, or I hope they go with yeah, me. Yeah, you're flying blind yeah. for sure. No, yeah. no that's because you yeah. got your face mask on, so you got to take oh. that off. And then, <laughs> <laughs> I kept it doesn't it, work at radio. <laughs> I kept it going for the radio. <laughs> I did. Well, did you get any confessions on there, like crimes or like anybody that rang up, like, I've just killed my dog or. Oh, wow. No, nobody no? confessed any crimes. That's a good question. We mm. didn't get any, any briefing on that. Like, I wonder what the protocol is if, yeah. Yeah. you know, someone goes, hey, yeah. I've, I've, uh, I've killed a man. Yeah. Just fresh. Yeah. He's, um, he's over there. Because <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking that reminded me of uh, Minor Cam show, The Confessional, where people write down some oh, yeah. shit they've done. Um, and it was the feeling that I was getting from that UFO thing is a feeling me and Cam get where we have to go, oh. fuck, are they joking or are they serious? Yeah. And you try the, that fine line. line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah. we had a dude uh, say he, he feels like he killed his uncle. And we're like, <sighs> oh my oh. God, like, okay. where's the line? And we're like, yeah. all right, before we start ripping on it, like, yeah, how? wow. And we yeah. got him up and he's like, oh, look, I, uh, I was sick and my uncle was really sick and he was immunocompromised and I went to visit him to say, oh. like, to see how he was. But uh-huh. I don't know it was me, but I feel like I made him sick and, and then he died. Oh, <laughs> so wow. we were, yeah. it ended up being really funny. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Like, really? Yeah, yeah. 
Well, wow. we're, we were comedic geniuses, well, but I, I can't remember. But how also, it's also true. I guess it would if he was buying in because he was there, like yes. doing it at a comedy show. Yeah. It's like you almost got that. Mm. It's cool to do. Yeah, but yeah, the more we prodded, it was like cool. But it also gave him. Everyone forgave him, and it gave him like yeah, yeah, yeah. a little sense of yeah. Um, One, two, three. We, we forgive you. Good. But yeah, so the, the Triple J thing. How long did you do that? Um, that was from 2005 to 2010. Yes. Oh, so you yeah. like um, the doc, um, Friends of Rom. What was his name? Yeah, um, yeah. Lindsay and Lindsay, uh, Dougal, yeah. yeah. Lindsay McDougal. That and, time frame, yeah. yeah. And Jay, who was the doc, yeah. Yeah, well, exactly the same. They, they were breakfast and I used to go in every Friday and play um, what they would call Carney of the Week. Yeah. So we'd, we'd record um, from the show, we'd record like one of the weirdest callers, and then we'd play that, Sick. and they'd, they'd kind of rip into them some more. So <laughs> it's like a second opportunity. Was, was he the one that had a go at Carl Sandlin's about them not playing his stuff? Was it the guy from Friends of Rome? Oh, yeah, that's right. That was yes. how they got on yeah. Triple J. That yeah. was great. Uh, apparently, yeah. So, yeah. They're like, you never play our shit anyway. Yeah, what are you yeah, talking about? That was yeah, such yeah. a great call. I only heard that for the first time like a couple of months ago. Yeah. And, yeah, because yeah, Jackie O. Yeah. Like was like what two hours late or something to their yeah. gig and just was fucked and everyone's going oh, yeah, fuck yeah, Jackie yeah. O or some yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's what so, happened. They had to cover for yeah. Uh, it's very unprofessional. It's not fair to do that. So <laughs> rightly so, and they're not in control of the crowd. Yeah, and I think that's what Kyle was having a go at. It's like, dude, yeah. you know, I mean, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fess up. You just gotta go. Okay, um, I handled that poorly. Yeah. Why would they get friends along when they were in the wrong? Yeah, technically they were they were in the wrong, and they they brought the, the boys on to try and tear strips off them. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> so dumb, no. it's never going to work. Yeah, um, and then threaten them by not playing their music. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so dumb. Uh, did you ever get starstruck, or did you ever meet anybody where you're like, I can't believe I've gone from being sunburnt in my Woolies outfit to meeting X person on Rove on Rove Live or yeah. like on the radio or. Yeah. At yeah, an industry get, award afterwards. Yeah, because you get to hang with some serious, especially on Rove where the biggest names in the world would come in for interviews as well. Yeah, yeah. Luckily, I've never gotten proper starstruck yet, which yeah. is, yeah, have you seen this happen or, or heard of it where someone like actually cannot function? Like they actually, they just stare and they can't move or talk. Yeah, when they skydive they with s- Mick Ledhill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey, there's a cure to that. Knuckle up the bum. Yeah. Yeah, so but, they're properly catatonic. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I have uh, a f- yeah. Oh, well, I never experienced quite that, but for whatever reason, and it wasn't even a big, big name. It was a it was a, a singer, um, Emma Louise, just like a she's – she's a reasonably big singer on Triple J. Yeah. And I uh, had to take a photo of her and my mate who wanted a photo with her, and I started shaking and, I like, I couldn't speak properly. And I've never ever had it since. I've met yeah. far more famous people, and for whatever reason, that one moment yeah. created that yeah. sort of yeah. similar. I didn't freeze yeah. up, but it was, like, a bit weirded out by it, yeah. yeah. Did yeah. you see it happen, yeah. Dave? Is that why you're bringing it up, or you're just saying that you heard? Yeah. I saw it happen. Like, I met – uh, Michael Stipe from REM way like back in the day like in Perth in fact and, and he froze up when he realised it was you <laughs> he, could, he couldn't deal he was like it, it's the guy it's the guy with the blindfold and the woolies outfit from Pockets in Northbridge holy shit is it really you he just signed my yeah, ass yeah so um yeah um it, it was you know a really extreme form because like it's, it usually happens with singers and it's like someone's favorite singer and they, mm. they just can't deal and they, and they start crying and they, they like shake and 
they, they can't speak and they're just staring. The, this woman, it happened to her while she was shaking hands with him and she couldn't let go. She was like, she was just squeezing really hard and like, like I don't think she was trying to stop him from, maybe she was trying to stop him from going away, but it, it's a weird fight or flight response, which we haven't been able to study before like the 1950s because that's when superstardom started to happen. But yeah. like, she just, in a vice-like grip, was, was holding his hand. He was like, he was like, no. And even the bouncers couldn't get it off. Wow. So it wasn't like her trying to hold his hand. It was like she was clamped down. Oh, and she was freaking And like, we were all just like amazed. And she just tears streaming down her face. Wow. wow. Lucky Intense. she wasn't a groupie and had that grip somewhere else. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> Lost it. What a time for it to kick in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Far out. Um, but yeah, I've got friends who a friend who was like really into Fallout Boy. Yep. Uh, way back, and she uh, met them, and she had all these things to say, lovely things. Yeah, yeah. And uh, wanted to introduce herself and get to know them a bit, and a meet and greet. And she just stood there um, yelling, going, ah, <laughs> ah. It's like, like Brick from Anchorman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do people, uh, did you have people try to get you to help them be introduced to these sorts of uh, famous people? People like we're going to do to get Rove on here. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh look, um, I'm, I'm sure he would have a lovely chat. Um, I'll pass on. I'll pass on the good word. Well, but, uh, good. That's that's um, good. But uh, yeah, is it is as has you have you been used in that way, like to meet some very famous people? Um, have I been used to meet? Like fam- a, oh yeah, or like, vice versa. Have yeah. you used your connections to? To hook up, yeah, oh. just like yeah, yeah, yeah. The Rock's going to be on tonight. Yeah. I'm just going to yeah, I'll, I'll, I wrote, I've got to write a script, script. skit tonight. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, well, speaking of Rove, I mean, I haven't haven't used him, um, but uh, by virtue of just our connection, I've managed to meet like some of my big big heroes. Like I'm, I met um, uh, uh, Steve Coogan. Um, oh wow! Yeah, 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 yeah. That's great. Uh, ben Elton, Eddie Izzard, um, oh, wow. Russell Brand. Yeah, um, all, all these, all these comedians who I really look up to and respect, and um, it, it, uh, it's not starstruck, but um, there's awe? this definite awe and mm. and and respect, and kind of like um, you know when you're trying not to do or say the wrong thing, mm-hmm. yeah, you're not really in the moment, mm. and so you're not really yourself. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would, I would definitely say I wasn't relaxed, and you want to try and find a medium when it's a hero or someone you greatly respect um, between. Um, being conversational and present and uh, and nice and your best self, um, and not gushing too much. Yeah. So you're like, do do I tell them how much I love them? Yeah. yeah. Do I just acknowledge that they are impactful upon my life? Mm. Will that change the dynamic? Should I just be yeah. a human? Ask them how Australia is. Yeah. yeah. It's like it's hard to know because. Yeah. I'm still figuring it out, by the way. Yeah, I was going to say, it's, I get that. It if, is a- if I'm on with someone, even when the first time I was on with you at the lounge, it's like, where do you, if somebody's clearly way more successful, I try to think, I don't want to talk about comedy. I don't want to talk about yeah. them unless it's on a, a platform like this where we find out how people yeah, got there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you don't want to be a fanboy. So you just want to talk. It's like, fuck, I don't really even know this person. Where's the middle ground? Yeah. Where is it? How's the weather? Yeah, if you, you know you they've come to, from mm. Adelaide, like Amos or something. Yeah. Oh, I have, when do you get over? Yeah, start like that. And Sports usually a good yeah. one, but not many comedians are into sport. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, yeah. true. Yeah, no. yeah, you can't go. Hey, how about that uh, footy game yeah. with the ball that they they, <laughs> yeah. they, yeah. they do that stuff with? Yeah, it's it's hard. Um, I think I think um, what you just said is great. I mean, it's lovely. It's just um, you know, uh, 
uh, starting point is where they've come from or whether they've been here before and what they've been doing with their time. Yeah. Well, even yeah. like for yourself, for example, I remember watching Wolfie's Raw video yeah. in Melbourne and you introduced him on stage. Oh, wow. Oh, that's right, yeah. That's, that's yeah. And cool. that's incredible to sort of see that like someone who's doing really well now in the scene and has got a lot of talent but obviously – yeah, it's, it sort of comes full circle. And now you guys are actually all working together and, and good yeah. mates. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, I love cool. seeing that sort of progression. Oh, yeah. that's that, that was awesome to see. I had, um, you know, time goes by and you kind of forget these connections and where you first interacted. But uh, it was a lovely first meeting with uh, Wolfie, yeah. who is, by the way, a um, an absolute um, – like he's a shooting star, that guy. He's yeah. he's just a force of nature. Well, I feel like once well, once he, all the he borders, used to, he used to never talk and was so quiet and was straight as an arrow. And then he got abducted by aliens and came <laughs> back. And now yeah. he's a wolfie. Well, I feel like once um, once borders open, people like him, him Pinder. Yeah. Um, those those guys have just progressed so much over the last couple of years, probably due to opportunity over yeah. here having the yeah. like no. Yeah. Had a yeah. chance to be able Speaking to do of more Pinder, more. you and Pinder have become quite good friends. You yeah, co- yeah, connected De- quite well. Definitely love yeah. Pinder. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think um, what you're saying is correct. I mean, I think that um, uh, Perth comedians are the most match fit in the country right now because mm. yeah, everywhere else has been locked down, up and down. We had a few touch wood. Um, that's kind yeah. of um, yeah, that's gone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but. We've all been gigging every week. Yeah. And no other no other state has. Melbourne comedians have atrophied like you wouldn't believe. They haven't been working for Yeah. God bless them for, for eighteen months or so and, and Sydney the same and, and Brisbane and Just got out, hey. Did mm. they um did yeah. I see Eloise and Rory were doing shows over the week or just the last couple yeah. of days? Oh that's great. Straight into it. Like yeah. everyone's yeah. like You'd let's get hope it. so. Yeah. yeah. Speaking right. of straight into it, you just can continue the chat because it's quite good. I've just got to nip out nip out. Yeah, no, nah, all good. So, we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap it up in a couple of minutes. Yeah, anyway. cool. Um so I'll let you guys finish your chat. Perfect. I I have to go. Sorry guys. <laughs> Tell me he's gotta rush off at wherever the professional. But uh we'll just um we'll finish off um well, yeah, we'll definitely have you on again for the uh, Christmas special. Oh yeah, the part um, the party time. Well, we're nearly at a hundred episodes. Are you? Yeah. So this is like episode ninety, I think, like that. Or oh, well eighty nine. So uh, yeah. you, yeah, I think if we work out if it works out perfectly uh, by the end of the year, our last episode for the Christmas special will be episode one hundred. So oh, magic. Um, but yeah, just uh, well, I guess we'll finish on this because I'm, uh, I guess. Uh, an aspiring comedian. I've only just started for the last year. Like I've, I've sort of been able to sort of, I guess, um, leapfrog a few sort of uh, things because of the people I know. Because simply before having a fucking podcast, I've been able to do Regal Theatre twice oh, wow. in my first fifteen yeah. <laughs> sets that I've oh. ever done, which I never would have had that opportunity. So this is what we're talking yeah. about when we're talking about like um, it's more about who you know. And <laughs> not what you know, aside from having a bit of talent. But um, where where does someone who's starting, and we've been asking a lot of comedians this, where do they sort of really start and what's the, I guess, the best avenue to get into where you want to go? Uh, I'd, I would um, look up message boards in your local uh, capital city and, um, and find out where – you know, message boards, sorry, but what are they called nowadays? Oh, the- that was a 90s expression. <laughs> Look up the messenger, message boards on your- Yeah, the, uh, the your- Facebook groups and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah the Facebook groups and, and see where the, there's usually a pinned list of open mic gigs and ask a few questions just yeah. so they know your name and face. Yeah. And then and then get out to one of those open mic gigs and, and book a, 
excuse me, little burp there, uh, book a five-minute <laughs> spot. Yeah. And then you can try out what you've written and um, see how you go with the performance style. Maybe do a bit of Billy Connolly, Ben Elton material uh, <laughs> at, a, at a university a week yeah. talent show. Yeah. But um, that's where I would start. And um, go along and watch first, absolutely. Don't, uh, don't yeah. just get up the first time, but go along and watch for a couple of weeks, I can speak from experience that it is that is a very good thing to do. Yeah, and then um, start getting up and just take it slow. Don't take it too seriously. Have fun. Yeah, that's what it's all about. If you have fun, everybody else will. Yeah, well, I think um, my first gig was in front of eight people at fucking Merrill Tavern. Eight people, bloody luxury. <laughs> yeah, ex- my first gig there was minus four, <laughs> and I had no pants on. And this is what Delby said. He's like, mate, like I didn't get any friends. I still haven't asked friends to come and watch. Oh um, yeah, yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, I haven't had that sort of, you know, all your friends cheering you on and laughing at the jokes yeah. that might not be that funny. So yeah. I've, I'm, I'm starting to. Try. I've, I literally have had this conversation with Delby and a few people recently that I've, I think I've decided I do want to have a crack at comedy. It's not just a bit of fun on the Welcome. side. And one of us. One, one of, of us. us. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or not. But um, but mate. Uh, yeah. Sorry, Delby. Had to leave. But uh, really appreciate you coming on. Is there anything you want to plug uh, before we finish up? Um, I'm going to do a festival fringe a fringe world show here in Perth, yeah, and I'm sick. also doing the first week of Adelaide in March. So if you want to look out for that, cool. Yeah, last two weeks of January here in Perth and first week of March in Adelaide. Perfect. Touch of wood again. Touch wood, touch wood, yeah. Um, I'm going to be hosting Delby's um, quiz night through the whole Ooh. of Fringe because he's so yeah, hectic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's That's fine. in Joondalup. Yes. Oh, yeah. come along. Is it Wednesday night? Wednesday did night. Did you do it last night? Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, you know, no, not last not night. Last Delby night. did it. But um, yes, um, I will be hosting. So come down for a drink. It's, Bloody well. It's good. I, I just yeah. riff jokes that aren't funny. and. <laughs> well, as long as you give us the answers beforehand, that's, yeah, that's well, the main mate, thing. Yeah, well, mate, that's it. Well, you burn the bill. It's actually, it's kind of cool. So if any, actually, I never really plug it. When I'm doing it and Delby's doing it, obviously, if you win, if your table wins, you don't pay for anything you've had or to eat or drink that night. What? I think maxed out at a table of six, I think it is, but that's fucking yeah. pretty, it's pretty good. So That's amazing. Do, do, do you notice people like as they start to lose, <laughs> they start eating, uh, uh, let's not order anything. That's fine. Uh, we'll just, we'll have a jug of water, thanks. <laughs> oh yeah, tap water, please. Tap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. Um, yeah, mate, really appreciate you coming on um, and uh, yeah, we'll definitely get you back on for the Christmas special. Oh, I will, I will book it in. That's going to be fun if it was anything like last year. Yeah, yeah and we'll use an abuse you to get Rove on now. <laughs> Perfect. Thanks. I for- knew it. <laughs> that was it. That was the only reason we got you on. <laughs> Cheers, mate. Thanks for coming on. Pleasure. Welcome to Hard Yarns Podcast. I am fucking fat. <laughs> Anything Chris White says, please <laughs> disregard it. 5D is actually a state of being. It's a unity consciousness. That was Hard Yarns with me, Frankie Rose. So I'm going to throw it over to your co-hosts. Daniel Jelby and Cameron Brand. I would do this and then I'd gong. <laughs> Free in attendance for the millions listening at home. (laughs) 